0: And welcome to another episode of The Caption Life A podcast about how comics and pop culture Impact life and society And vice
1: versa Coming to you from my own personal Batcave Deep in the heart of Texas I'm Kevin And deep in the depths of Arkham Asylum I'm Sean Before we get started with this episode Please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on And follow us on social media under the username At Caption Life You can also find out more information and past episodes At thecaptionlife.com
0: You know, judging from the way that we introduced ourselves and our secret locations, uh, we're going to talk about Batman on this episode. Not talking about Batman. We're going to talk about the Batman and the history of Batman on film. We actually have a, a very special guest with us joining us to talk. Uh, about Batman tonight, it is Michael Rothman, who has spent almost a decade in the entertainment space for ABC News and Good Morning America, writing about Marvel and DC, including uh, superhero shows, books, and movies. And while at ABC, Michael hosted the digital show Inside Marvel, a look into the inner workings and major developments in the superhero genre. He also collaborated with Lucasfilm and Disney on several other projects. More recently, he's taken to the platforms like TikTok under the name Superhero Talk, to continue to dive further into the world that he loves and to connect and collaborate with like-minded fans. That's how we met him. Uh, He enjoys long walks on the beach, a good cigar, a solid Punisher storyline, and snuggling with his dog, Leia Bagel. Yes, we did say snuggle.
2: That is a a mouthful of an intro. Damn, you guys make me sound good.
0: Um yeah we we always love the the um the the build everybody up the big intro like i my my goal in life is to is to have an intro worthy of of our show seriously
2: i don't think i've ever sounded better <laughs> <laughs> just yeah can you guys just be like my like daily hype men so when i go into a room it's like this is what plays over
0: I feel like Paul Bettany is Jeffrey Chaucer on the Knight's Tale, like just like getting <laughs> getting everybody hyped up. Right. It's called Alliance. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, we, we love the good intro. And I think that you're worthy of a good intro. So, uh let's jump into it and try not to try not to disappoint.
2: That's going to be impossible not to happen. So um, apologies ahead of time to to all your listeners. if you guys lose about anywhere from one to 3000 followers, uh, I'm sorry. And I will do my best to, um, compensate you in any way I can. I don't know. Comic books, whatever I can do. Um,
0: we're not worried about it, Michael. I think this I'll is going to go I'll let you
2: with Leah Bagel. I know when you, when you were saying that there's a, like a flicker in your eye of happiness and she's pretty adorable. So I'll let that happen.
1: I was, I was about to say, I think uh, we might be the first podcast ever to like be in the negatives of listeners and followers. Cause I don't think we're at the thousands yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, Every guest that we have on the show, we always like to ask them about their comics origin story, so we want to ask you what got you involved in comics? Did someone introduce you to it? Was there a moment where you picked up a comic and this was you know life changing for you? What's your comics origin story so i i The funny thing is I still remember my first comic that I got um and I actually
2: now that I'm saying it out loud and I haven't said it out loud in years. I'm kind of proud because it probably will never happen to anyone else again. Because I got a comic, a newsstand. I think it was a Fantastic Four book. I don't remember exactly which one it was. Thing was on mm-hmm. the cover, um, and I got it at like a drugstore. So this is probably what 25, 30 years ago. And I remember getting it at a drugstore and being like, Oh, I want to, Mom, can I have this?" and Um, probably didn't say it in those words or that eloquently, um, Mm -hmm. mom, give me this. Um, and then I also parallel to that. I was struggling at the time, probably around like kindergarten, first grade, um, reading and writing were maths always come easy to me, uh, reading Mm -hmm. and writing were a little bit lagging behind. And Mm -hmm. so with that happening and me showing interest, they, my parents just like fully, dove into it. Uh, and there was no turning back from that. Like it was, you know, conventions, cards, shows, there was a card shop that was probably another thing that I don't know. Well, I think they're starting to come back, which is nice. I'm seeing that on, on, on social and TikTok and other places that the comic stores are coming back, which is, is nice to see. Uh, mm-hmm. but there was one literally in my suburb. So you walk out of the block, walk across, you know, the grass that separated like the, the individual suburbs or whatever, or individual cul-de-sacs. And mm-hmm. there was a little comic shop there. So it was great. A um, lot of, a lot of fun times there. So that was basically my origin story. Um, Where did you grow up, Michael? I grew up in Coral Springs, Florida. Uh, so South okay. Florida, it's probably like in the Boca Raton area for people that don't know Coral Springs, about an hour North of Fort Lauderdale for any spring breakers out there that uh, want to, you know, have some nostalgia about that place.
0: That's right. You, those people go to experience it and you lived it spring break all the time. Essentially.
2: I mean, it was funny. Cause like, <laughs> I think it, 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 we always say like, I think today, especially more than, more than, than ever, we always talk about the bubble that we're in, right? Like I live in New York mm-hmm. city or New Jersey, but across right by, um, but I remember going to college. I went to college in Florida too. And there was people that had come in from, you know, all over the country, uh, and my fraternity there, you know, you, you, it's a melting pot, And it was just funny, like growing up, like nothing was really new, but you have people that come in that are 18, 19 that are just like, wait, what is this? This is crazy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was, it was a pretty good upbringing. I I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I consider myself pretty lucky, Um, but I'm sure, you know, everyone's upbringing is different.
0: All right, well, we're glad you're here today and uh, to talk with us about the Batman and the history of Batman in film. We're going to talk about all of our, all of the highs and lows uh, of Batman film history. I, I guess before we do that, we want to talk a little bit about our giveaway, right? Mm hmm.
1: Yes. As Kevin mentioned, so we did host a Batman giveaway that we ran for a couple of weeks. And we had some really good results. We had some people who were engaging with it and participated in it and and everything. So we're really excited that we had so many people that uh, wanted to be part of it. So we just want to say thank you so much to everybody who was a part of it. Um, And so we hosted the uh, raffle, I think, this past Monday. And our winner ended up being Shane Ruffy from uh, Instagram, who followed us on Instagram and, and found us that way. And so he will be getting a $50 gift certificate to the movie theaters to either cover the cost of the Batman film, or, you know, he could use it for something later if he wants. And then he's also going to get a collection of Batman comics, a Batman character encyclopedia, and a black and white Batman statue that was sponsored by comic book university, which is my local comic book shop here in Indianapolis. So, so, congratulations, Shane, and we really appreciate everybody who participated in the giveaway. So, thank you, everyone. That's one heck of a package. You just kept going and going. There, I was like, "Oh, fifty dollars <laughs> gift cards, nice." And you're like, "Oh, a bunch of comics."
2: <laughs> we have Christian Bale's. We have Christian Bale's, You know, Batman signed Batman. You know, outfits from the movies, and then
0: <laughs> wow. I think the holy grail of those things is like, is Adam West is like. Uh, trunks on the outside of the, of the costume Mm -hmm. signed, that would be pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) Or the
2: surfboard that he battled the Joker on the surf competition. Mm -hmm. um, Before they jumped
0: the shark.
1: (laughs) And they (laughs) used a shark (laughs) repellent for
0: it. (laughs) I forgot about that. So uh, the next point on our, on our discussion board here is that this is going to be the 13th live action film for Batman. Probably the most of any superhero, fairly getting fairly close to like James Bond territory. Um, but what, what do you guys think makes him so popular for films?
2: It's, it's, it's interesting, right? When you think about it, it's hard to put a finger on it. I mean, I think it's because if they think, all right, so Spider-Man who is the Marvel equivalent as far as popularity of Batman, right. Is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so popular because he's different. He's young. He appeals. To everyone, anyone can be, you know, and everybody wants to be him maybe it's the it's maybe it's that maybe it's the like it's just such a cool character um and it to what you just said maybe it is the dark and mysterious aspect of it um but i mean i I, it's i mean the billionaire orphan thing doesn't really it's not relatable to anybody
0: right (laughs) no but maybe that's maybe that's what draws us to it is the idea that like you know if i was a billionaire orphan maybe this is what this is what i would do Um, cause it's, it is hard to, it's hard to actually put yourself on the shoes of that person, but we all, we all imagine it. We all imagine what we would do if we had a billion Mm dollars. Um, I don't know that I would fight crime when we (laughs) talked about whether or not we would want to be Batman or Iron Man. I, I chose Iron Man simply because I wouldn't want to have to work out. (laughs) Um, I just let the technology do the work. Wait, 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 wait,
2: you wouldn't want to do... The Ben Affleck twenty minute CrossFit montage in Batman v Superman because that was one of the best scenes in the history of film.
0: Is it really twenty minutes long?
2: i I think i just i think it felt that long
0: (laughs) right they they do they any chance they get to show somebody's abs or whatever but that i mean i'm i'm seriously boxing myself out of any chance of portraying a major superhero in film because of my lack of abs i mean they're in there somewhere but (laughs) i mean (laughs) i could play comic book guy from the simpsons but that's about it um (laughs) No, but i I think I think that that is something that like it's kind of every kid's fantasy to, um, to maybe not be in the situation where you have the money and the power to do that. But also, he has like really cool gadgets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, especially within that that the first four Batman films, um, you know, each one of them had to do something to one up the last one when it comes to the suits and the gadgets and stuff. And no, nowhere is that more represented than the toys, um, because the toys like the the different versions of Batman: Supersonic Batman, mm-hmm. Stealth Mode Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Deep Freeze Batman. Like all they, it just kept going and going and going, and and maybe maybe that's what ties us to it is yeah. like the merchandise, mm-hmm. the nostalgia of it all, and I don't know, but I, I think there's definitely something that's that that draws us back in. Mm-hmm. Well, and the
2: desire for all of us to have a live in old british man take care of us have <laughs> a <Adam> butler
0: definitely <laughs> and i'm i'm interested to see what andy circus does as alfred but when they were talking about casting batman i was really hoping that it would be daniel craig as oh. um mm. as alfred right like they you know they they've kind of jumped around um you know with uh i guess it's jeremy irons and then it before that it was um michael um kane we michael just talked about him he's very, <laughs> my, yeah michael kane <laughs> and then um and they've skewed a little bit younger with andy circus but um i i mean i was i was kind of hoping that they would explore like daniel craig as alfred and he's got that that like you know secret agent kind of like background right. that they allude to a lot of times in the comics and other media but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still interested to see Andy Circus because I think I think he's a brilliant yeah. actor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think what makes Batman a very interesting character to do in film that makes him very popular is the theatrics of it all. Right. I mean, think about just like what we talked about now is the different kind of suits and gadgets that he can come up with that he can use that makes a lot of sense. All the villains are very theatrical, like you have, you know, the Joker, you have Riddler, you have Penguin who are, you know, Mm -hmm. living embodiments of, you know, things or animals or stuff like that, but also has a whole lot of, you know, philosophical approaches to it as well, too. And the fact that you can do a lot of things and tell a different story with Batman every single time, I think is really interesting. Like you have all the origin story and and the things that he does that lines up. But, you know, think about him being a detective like that opens up a whole world of different kinds of movies that you can come and approach. Right. Like so like Ben Affleck, you know, I love him as Bruce Wayne. I think he did a, a pretty good job as Batman. Not my favorite one, but I think he did a good job. And he didn't do a whole lot of detective work other than he did some research on some super power humans and stuff like that. So I think there's just a lot of opportunity that you can dive into a lot of characteristics of that person that makes it really interesting that you get films like Batman 89 and Batman and Robin and the Dark Knight and, you know, all the other ones that we have. That's just very different, but still very interesting to tell as well, too.
2: I think you hit it on the head um, <clears throat> when you said the villains. I, 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 when you mm-hmm. said that, like a kind of like a light bulb under my head. I don't think there's anyone with a better rogues gallery of villains. Um, right. I mean, you you listed a couple. Uh, obviously, the ones we all know. You know, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Joker, Riddler, Penguin, um, Bane's in there as well. I think Bane's a great villain when when right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw it in Dark Knight Rises. It just goes on and on. I mean, it's funny. Like I try to think about <sighs> Superman. I feel like he's, he's limited and I I don't want to be overstepping here. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I feel like he's limited. We've seen in the films and it's been tough, right? Like I, I, in man of steel, it was, you know, they brought Zod in and it's like also because Superman kind of like basically rises above everyone else. So it's like, how do you have a villain uh, you know, Lex Luthor's kind of when he's done right, he's, he's epic. when he's done wrong, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jesse Eisenberg. Um, <laughs> and so I think uh, it's gotta be the, yeah, I think the villains is a big part of it. I agree.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that you can point to when you talk about the psychology of Batman is mm-hmm. how each one of those villains um, represents like a different kind of like mental mm-hmm. state or, or, Um, I guess, inner turmoil. They all have some kind of inner turmoil that's manifested into this life of crime. There's, you know, they do these buzzfeed quizzes all the time. Like which, which Disney princess are you? And you answer questions and whatnot. (laughs) But I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot that could go into, um, to telling you about who you are as a person, if you were to take Mm. the which Batman Mm. villain quiz are you? Um, Mm. And I would, I would, I would go to say that that's probably as legitimate as like, which Hogwarts Mm. house are you? Oh yeah. Like if you, if you, if you took a quiz and you, and you said, which Batman villain are you? Like there's some redeeming things about being poison Ivy. I mean, you're a lover of nature and things like that. Right but if you take the quiz and you're the joker, you probably should see a mental health professional. <laughs> I, was say
2: that. I was like, obviously everybody wants to be the joker, but then they think about the joker and they're like, nah, I don't want to be the joker. All right.
0: So next bullet point, which Batman movie has set the standard for all Batman films?
2: I got a go dark Knight. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. anything. I, I think, I think someone made a really, someone way smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll preface it with that. Uh, years ago, way smarter than me, um, ex- sat me down and explained to me how the Dark Knight changed films, and and, and so much so, I think mean, he at some point he said, um, and this has been overused, so that it might have ruined superhero films because of what it did, but that it mm-hmm. wasn't. Essentially, it wasn't a superhero film. Uh, and again, this is not my take. It, it's, it, it, it's again, someone much smarter than me. It was a very good <laughs> crime noir film that just happened to have superheroes in it. So it wasn't like an X-Men film or it wasn't... You could take those characters out and it'd still be a very good film. And I think mm-hmm. that really is what ushered in the MCU and what we see today. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, God, what a movie. I mean...
0: I I think it does speak to... The need for, or the, 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 how they got it right with the character specific, um, stakes that are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't trying to save the world. He was trying to save mm-hmm. Gotham from this madman. But, but, you know, I, I take, I take this, um, this argument to a lot of films. Like, why the hell is, why the hell is, um, the the Suicide Squad trying to save the world in the first <laughs> Suicide Squad movie when when Batman and and Superman and like these like these super powered humans like exist why are we why are we scraping the bottom of the barrel like it's just I, I can understand them like going and overthrowing a dictator but like not saving the world and it just they got the tone and the stakes correct in at least the first two films the third one the third one is my favorite mm-hmm. but it's a little bit, you know, like you got atomic bombs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so the stakes are a little bit, um, a little bit higher. Uh, but, but, but they are appropriate for the character. Mm -hmm. Like Batman is a billionaire. He's not going to save the world. Like, you know, drop kicking, um, people. And especially when he's got Superman on his team. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: I also think you, you, you made a good point too, where you're like, he's going to save Gotham and it's the stakes are, are dead on too. Or I think of, um and now I'm losing my train of thought. But uh it was along that lines where oh my god, what was I gonna say? <laughs> right, well I, I pass on that.
0: Um Yeah. I, it's cool. I mean I think I love I love Superman and I'm not gonna apologize for it. I love the like um the Justice League cartoons and stuff, like when they finally got them together um, you know, in the in the mid to late nineties. Um, but I think that, you know, Batman's always viewed as one of the leaders of the Justice League. And I think as a character, one of the things that that would make him more believable would be like, you know what? This is a job for Superman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and I, I think for a while, DC has had a problem with trying to interject Batman into a lot of their storylines because he's their most popular oh. character. But mm-hmm. he's oftentimes really, really out of place because, like, a person with superpowers could handle this much better. Well, right? you know,
2: the point is Batman v Superman, where he obviously mm-hmm. is, There's a, it's, it's the movie of a million memes um, where he's, when they're fighting Doomsday, he's just kind of like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um what, but what do you do in that situation if you're him? And so it's kind of, you know, I think that was that. And I think if you go on the other side of the coin of like most disappointing Batman film, in my opinion, because I've mm-hmm. seen B- Batman v Superman I've seen it a lot Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I've seen the extended cut. um, And I, I, there was plans. I I had plans to to do another series years ago. And so there's other reasons and not since I love the movie. Uh, It's just, it's, it had a lot of potential and whether it's, you know, Zack Snyder doing what he did, wanted to do, or executives at Warner brothers who, you know, probably butchered it as well. There's Mm -hmm. parts in there. You're like, Oh, this could be good they had a really good like cerebral film they could have made. And, you know, there was a lot of parallels with fathers and sons and stuff in there. They really could have done. And then Mm -hmm. they just made this mismatch weird film. Um, And so that that's for me is the other side of the coin where it's, it's the most disappointing because I,
0: it sets the standard for bad Batman
2: films.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think Batman and Robin set the standard for that one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think I think that, that we could go on forever to talk about those things. <laughs> um, what scene or character of the Batman franchise is the most memorable for you? I'll go first. Go ahead. Yeah, We've yeah, been yeah. picking on Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> I I will say the most redeeming thing about Batman and Robin for me, and this may be the hormones of a 15 year old talking. But um, I was a big Alicia Silverstone fan, <laughs> so when she showed up as as Batgirl, even though in my heart of hearts I knew like that's not Batgirl, Batgirl's Barbara Gordon. Right. Um, uh, man, she just like I don't know. I guess at the time, and even looking back on it, she's very beautiful, and and she's not without like charisma or whatever. But you know, the part's not very well written, mm-hmm. um, and. But, you know, she was her her and the dynamic between her and Robin, I thought, was was probably one of the better parts of that movie. And um, and I'm 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 not going to lie. I probably had like the like the you know, like there was a lot of advertisements uh, with the movie. We Sean and I talked about this the other <laughs> night. There was a lot of product placement, blatant product placement. But, it you know, also there were advertisements in print media and stuff where the characters were featured. And I'm fairly certain that I had like the Alicia Silverstone Batgirl milk ad <laughs> um, <laughs> because they all did that. Yeah, um, I'm fairly certain that I'd like, I, I used to like take um, my, I had in my house, I grew up in, I had wood paneling on the walls and I hated it. So I would just take sports illustrated. And anytime there was like a full page picture of sports illustrated, not the swimsuit issue. Cause my mom would have had my neck for that. Um, <laughs> but the like i i loved all i loved all the athletes and the full the full spread pictures but like i remember having a lot of those milk ads in my um in my room and i know that hers was one of it because i i had a huge crush on her (laughs) one i think we owe it to we owe it to batman and robin to say some at least some nice things about
1: it (laughs) (laughs) I here's the thing i will i will say there there were a couple of good things about that movie one was George Clooney did have that great line about this is why Superman works alone. Like that was good. That was a good line. That, that was, that was funny. The other thing I did like about that movie that we didn't get a whole lot in other movies or even media necessarily, maybe Gotham, but in that movie, you do see a lot of flashbacks of how Alfred really became his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Surrogate figure after the death of his parents, and he had a lot of, um, you know, really fond memories of that, you know, when they thought that Alfred was going to die and stuff like that. So I thought they actually did a really good job of highlighting that and cinematically being able to work that in. That was very, um, you know, heartfelt and and touching. Other than that. (laughs) (laughs) So... um,
0: isn't it weird? We're talking about the most the most memorable, and and maybe Batman and Robin is the
1: most memorable just for how bad it is. It's only it's only most memorable for me though because I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, if I hadn't watched it, I wouldn't oh. remember any of this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I mean aside from the the two the, in the scene that I just brought up with the, from the Dark Knight, I also think another scene that sticks in my mind from the dark Knight um, really, really well is, and, and again, I think it affects you more than just from a movie level where it makes you think about storytelling in general. And I mean, I work in content, so obviously, but you know, his explanation of the scars um, mm-hmm. throughout that film where one, it's true to the character because the character has no backstory, right? The character mm-hmm. just, showed up out of nowhere in 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 most of the original, you know, origin story. He's doesn't have an origin. He just is there. And he's just this, you know. Um, so Batman 89 actually made that up. The whole Jack Napier thing was just, you know, originated. But um I thought that was interesting. But I also thought it was just kind of like, I was like, oh wow, you can play with the audience like this. Like this is so cool and different. And we never see, you know, we it, 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 I think we got it, the unreliable narrator kind of a thing where again it makes you think about it you're like whoa damn how did he get those scars Like (laughs) you want to know to to what you know Sean said earlier about going into you know the Joker movie Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a lot that's a big part of it like people were dying to know this backstory and I think that really resonated with me and stuck with me and had you kind of like uh, yeah like almost like a wink and a nod to the audience and it's like I'll never tell
1: (laughs) right right yeah yeah, I, well, and I will say, Michael, that you you mentioned my favorite scene, which was that scene of the two boats in the Dark night, because I think that was something that was just mm. a very powerful scene that could be analyzed from a lot of different lens in terms of you know thriller, in terms of philosophical, in terms of you know preconceived notions and stereotypes and things like that, and I think they just did a great job. Of giving you something that was authentic and real that we don't get to see a lot of times in superhero films, yeah. not that you, you don't, but not to that extent. Which is again why I think you know the Dark Knight is probably one of the you know gold standards of the Batman films and superhero films as well too. Um, but in addition to that, I will say that something that's very nostalgic for me and very memorable is is two things. Real quick, is one I think we'll never forget the shark repellent in the 1966 Next. Batman movie. <laughs> Like that will never go away. And, and that and that movie was also like corny. It wasn't, I, I think Kevin mentioned this and some other people have mentioned this as well too, is that Batman and Robin tried to be like what 1966 was. And I think it just failed miserably. But when I watch it, like it was funny because there was a scene where they just made these huge leaps and bounds of assumptions about what villains were involved. It was like so ridiculous. But at the same time, that series was ridiculous too. So it kind of lived up to this name. But the other thing that I really love that is most memorable for me is Batman Returns. When we see the Batmobile going in between that really tight two buildings and it just like shut off its sides and became like almost like a missile on wheels. Mm-hmm. Like that, that'll always stick out to me as like something that was just really cool to see on screen that you didn't even realize you wanted to see, but he's like, Oh my gosh, like what else can this guy think of? <laughs> you know, to adapt to like any situation that you, you wouldn't be expecting at that point. Right. So I always thought that was a really cool scene in that movie. Another one that sticks with me and I don't know if it would like,
2: it's funny now that you, I don't know why you just, I think you just jarred it loose when you said Batman returns is the end scene with Michelle Pfeiffer um, where she gets what shot like seven times by (laughs) Christopher Walken and (laughs) just keeps going. And she's like, I have eight lives left, seven, six. And then she like, have a kiss, Anti Claus. Um, that's the one that that you remember too as like a kid, it just shocks you. Like this is so different and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from obviously Christopher Walken lives in your nightmares for the rest of your life, right? Um, <laughs> aside from that, yeah.
1: Well, and, and Danny DeVito being like literally a penguin, which I think was probably one of the first times we've seen an interpretation of the penguin like that.
0: <laughs> Danny DeVito lives in my nightmares right? from
1: <laughs> Especially that scene where you just like he lives in my nightmares for that movie. When when he dies at the end, he just has all that blue, cold blue blood coming out from him. You're just like, this is this is odd and definitely on par for Tim Burton.
2: <laughs> but also kind of sad too. I you know when like the penguins are surrounding him as like an
0: animal lover, oh, like no.
2: oh, it's, it's a redeem and like wow, oh
0: poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to head into a rapid round um, to wrap to to um, change the pacing a little bit. And we we maybe not discuss each one of these things uh, so much, but we're going to go through a a couple of questions and we're just going to give our answers. Um, And and it's all all stuff centered around Batman and our favorite thing or the thing that we remember. We remember most. So we're going to kick it off with
1: uh, the most overrated Batman movie. Yeah, I can go first. Uh I will say right now, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I thought it was okay. I don't think it was as great as everybody th- I, I think everybody was comparing it to you know the original one. I but I don't think it was that great.
0: <laughs> Michael?
1: I, I to be different, because
2: I would agree with that. To be different, <laughs> I would say the Batman because apparently I saw it la- I saw it last night. I think it's good. And all these outlets that are saying you're a new favorite Batman and it's a revelation, this and that, it's not. Okay. Like (laughs) it's good. It is, it is very good. And I, I I don't know if I'm jumping, I'm going to see it again. I don't know if I'm jumping to conclusions or whatnot, but um, there are some, some storyline issues. And so it's, it is not the dark night. Um, And for anyone who's saying that it's just probably, too young to remember the dark Knight because or just go watch it again please do me a favor um
0: yeah and i will say that all the batman films are exactly rated where exactly they should be (laughs) like the ones that suck rightfully suck and then the ones that are good are rightfully good so uh most well, I guess I, that ru- that ruins my answer for the next question. I guess I've given it to you. The most underrated Batman movie, which I just said, they're all exactly placed on the scale where they should be. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm, I mean, I will say that. Um, yeah, I would say that cause my favorite is because my favorite is the Dark Knight Rises. That it's probably underrated.
2: Mm-hmm. I would go and say and kind of contract myself a little bit from earlier because I think it's a better Batman film than it is a Superman film. <laughs> Batman V Superman, just for the fact that the, the, the warehouse scene, just for that one <laughs> warehouse scene, which is the scene we've all wanted for so long. Right. Um, and you, I think you can get a little bit of that with, with the Batman coming out um, next week, but um, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, Are you talking about like the scene where he just beats uh, everybody? Uh, and they take the okay. knife
2: out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just—I yeah. mean, again, the mass murder, the serial killer that is Batman in that movie. Um, I think they've did like, a, they've done a bunch of video counts. I think he killed like again. I, And I'm Kevin. I'm breaking your rules and go and on tangents, but I think he murdered like forty-three people in that movie. yeah, uh, okay. broke his <laughs> code.
0: <laughs> broke his code. Um,
1: I actually I have to agree with you, Michael. I think that Batman versus Superman was an underrated Batman movie. I don't think it was a great movie, but I think what that did for what Ben Affleck was able to do with Bruce Wayne and Batman was very different than what we've seen before, and that we get a more like seasoned you know Batman and everything like that so i I again not the greatest movie at all, but I think it doesn't get the love it deserved either, so
0: that's reasonable
1: all right favorite actor to play Batman Bale. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ben Affleck. Whoa! <laughs> and I'm going to stun you all. I'm going to stun you all. Do not say George Clooney.
0: Say George Clooney.
1: <laughs> yes, I have to.
0: No, listen. George Clooney gets a bad rap because of how bad that movie was and how bad the writing was and how bad the acting, not the acting, the directing is. But... I grew up loving I grew up loving the Batman the animated series and he looked and and talked the most like that Batman and that's the one that I prefer and I'm going to stick to it my favorite actor to play Batman is is George Clooney <laughs> and you can't tell me that my my answer is wrong because it's yeah, an respect, opinion
2: respect. Okay? <laughs> I think I saw one time someone talked about they said Val Kilmer was their favorite and I respect that too Val, he wasn't he was like middle ground he wasn't terrible wasn't great
1: yeah All right. Favorite villain? Uh, Mine is Bane. Dark Knight Rises. I think he was great.
2: I can't. I don't want to say the Joker. Um, (laughs) I actually really liked. I liked. um, uh, uh, I can't say his name. Uh, Scarecrow. Um, Oh, yeah. Killian. Killian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I also love Piggy Blinders. (laughs) So, yeah. I would say Scarecrow. I, I loved his. I mean, you'll like this. His, his I, I thought his drop in a Dark Knight Rise was great. Um, I, and actually, in, in I thought his little cameos were fantastic. Yeah. I, I love mm-hmm. the the opening of of the Dark Knight where he's like, uh, "What is this?" The line is like, "I don't need any help." He's like, "That's not my diagnosis." Like, I I, I really <laughs> yeah. liked him as a, as a kind
0: of a comic relief. And and I will say, um, my favorite so far has been Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman simply because of the complexity of the character as the um, will she turn good? Is she really all that bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I like the way that they played that in that film. And I would love to have would have seen them revisit that at at some point. And I'm and I'm hope I have high hopes that the, the Batman does that character justice.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, can I re- replace mine now with. Halle Berry's Catwoman. Is
0: my <laughs> Isn't she the hero? Isn't she the hero in that movie, though? <laughs> that basketball
2: scene. There's never a better scene in history. True. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> All right. Favorite Bat vehicle. Does it get any better than the scene in the 1989 Batman where he's in the Bat jet and he cuts through the clouds and stops in front of the moon and then drops
1: back down? That's what I was going to say. Legendary. Yes, the Batwing, nineteen eighty nine, and he had the little scissors. Again, how would he have known that his Batwing would need to have scissors to cut all these gas filled balloons? But yeah, the Batwing, like, I feel like nothing has really touched as cool as that vehicle. Him and Alfred are just like hanging out like mechanics underneath there. And they're like, (laughs) What else can we fit in
0: here? (laughs) Swiss Army knife, Alfred, put it in. (laughs) I gotta go
2: with Bale's motorcycle like drive sideways and stuff yes. in the dark night where it's like, he's like trying to pivot and he's like, like that is yeah, that. I mean, if, if, if the bat wing committee night is off the table, I would go, uh, Bale's, uh, bat cycle.
0: That is a cool um, vehicle. I agree. Also that whoop, 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 whoop thing. Kudos to you for being able to replicate the, <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs>
1: uh, favorite bat gadget. I think for me it is the remote control bat, batarang, in Batman Returns. Mm. Okay, <laughs> you all do not seem I'm to think of by other
0: bat gadgets.
2: <laughs> um, well, I think I'm just so deep in thought trying to think of what mine's gonna be. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll tell you one of the bat gadgets that I like that saved the day. How about the 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 bat card from <laughs> Batman and Robin? <laughs> Don't leave
2: home without
0: it. <laughs> Don't leave home without it. <laughs> It saved the day.
1: (laughs) No limit on that one either. Oh my gosh. I am fighting people on TikTok about that movie.
0: (laughs) Also, that is like most the most unlikely thing if you think about it. Number one, Um. how does Batman have a credit report? And number two, (laughs) if he's got a card, he's got a billing statement. This is before the internet. So they had to mail the bill somewhere. He either has a Batman card as Bruce Wayne, which gives it away, or they know Batman's address, which is Bruce Wayne's house, which gives it away. That is a fallacy that the movie, like, we I mean we should just find all remaining copies of it and burn it to the ground now. <laughs>
2: uh I would go the Batsonar from uh The Dark Knight. That was
0: pretty cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Okay. That was the rapid round. But before we before we wrap things up, Michael, you've seen the movie, so tell us um your non-spoiler thoughts on on the Batman. I think it's good.
2: Um I, I think I said this before. Uh it feels like a ride. It's an experience. I mean, what, coming out of it, it's very long. So, I mean, I think going into, I think we had this going into Batman v Superman, right? Wasn't that like a two forty five movie? And that was even short from this, mm-hmm. the Snyder cut was like over three hours. And and coming out of it, I remember, like I said, I I, I went with a friend, and she's always very optimistic um, about films. Um, she she is she fully consumes gets consumed by a film. And so it's great to go with her in the sense that she will crack up at the funny moments and she will ball her eyes out um, much like, you know, in no way home and in the middle of that movie um, or in other movies too. And she uh, surprisingly, she surprised me. She didn't like it. And she was kind of like, it was too long. It was drawn out. It is, it feels like a comic book. So, mm-hmm. I, I and I, I, I say this in a good way. I think some people are going to love it. Some people are not. It's a very long, very action-packed, um, different movie. It's very different. It's not like the Affleck movie we just saw, or Affleck Batman we just saw. Um, I liked it. I need to see it again to digest it. But there are some major, and maybe I missed it, Uh, kind of getting wrapped up in it i need to see it again some major storyline things that kind of fell flat for me Mm -hmm. so that would be my my downside things but um i think the casting has been good um i will tell you now and this is not again non-spoiler um i think you're gonna feel good about catwoman you mentioned that earlier i i really liked her as catwoman um the standout for me, Colin Farrell is the best penguin I think we'll ever see in our lifetime. He's amazing, and I really hope I'm, I'm like so careful not to say anything, to spoil anything. Like, oh, you know, you don't have you don't say something um, like, oh, okay, like I can say like Batman doesn't die. Like, is that a spoiler? <laughs>
1: like,
2: um, but I think that I'd hope right? not, like,
1: right? Like, so that's you
2: can say that with confidence. But other characters, you want to be careful of. But mm-hmm. I, I do hope we see more of Colin Farrell in the future because he was really good. And I think the, the loudest audible responses I saw were from his character and some of his lines. And obviously it's, there's a lot going on. So that's another thing too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an experience. Um, it is a lot. I think some people are going to have um, a little bit overwhelmed with how much is going on, uh, mm-hmm because of all the characters and all that's going on. uh, I tend to lean on the side. I think you guys are both going to like it and I liked it. I came out of it and and some of the action scenes I thought were some of the, the best I've seen in years. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it was cool. I mean, we've all seen that that scene in the trailer where he's getting shot and just like, going i love that even though i don't know how realistic that is like (laughs) um where he's i don't know where i don't know where the reality is from like keaton getting shot and they think he's dead in the original batman obviously the 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 armor protects him but he like still falls back and then this one who looks like almost like captain america and batman uh, he's just kicking people you know whatever and he's like Mm -hmm. like a machine gun's not even affecting him um (laughs) so i think uh I, but I love that kind of stuff that, that, you know, that that kind of stuff gets me going. So I think it's a very good movie. And I, I, um, I think I just talked too much. So I'll, I'll shut up now. (laughs) But yeah, those are my thoughts.
0: Uh, we've all kind of like touched on our favorite Batman films. Uh, like I said, mine, mine was the, um, is the Dark Knight Rises. Um, and I, I, I don't think I could tell you specifically why I like it so much other than, um, it, maybe was like the ending of the story. Like I, I like the return mm-hmm. of the Jedi the best when it comes to star Wars films. So maybe just like the closure mm-hmm. that it, that it brought. Um, but I would, we, we asked some, some followers on, on, uh, Reddit, right, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yep. We asked some, some people to give us their thoughts. And so, um, Sean's got those and he's going to share what a couple of you guys out there in the, in the multiverse had to say.
1: Yes, and actually, we had one person on Instagram uh, give an answer as well, too, when I posted it in our story, and so I'm going to read that person. That's actually one of our uh, buddies, Kevin Rossi, who said, His favorite is Batman Begins because it's such a departure visually from the previous films. Gotham felt real and horrifying at the same time. So, um, And then on Reddit, we have... Uh, Matches Malone 1994 said the Dark Knight was their favorite. In fact, they often have a difficult time deciding amongst the trilogy. They think all three are great for different reasons and their opinion pretty equal. But they think that the Dark Knight pulls ahead. They think it's the first time a comic book movie really stood out as a top shelf film. And it's literally still the measuring stick, which is what we've been talking about (laughs) all night. So... Um, Old Thompson, 1928, said 1989 all the way 100%. It blends everything they personally like about Batman, gothic slash 1930s, 40s style mixed with modern style like the animated series did. The Joker is serious yet comical, which is how they think he should be, plus a Batmobile to be in live action to date. Um, Let's see here. Cadillac B said Keaton changed the whole series, but they... Uh, do have like the 49 serial plus all the others is what they enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed most about that. Uh, Final Gum Gum said they are really only good three ones and they're all Christopher Nolan films, which I can understand why people feel that way. Uh, Note Strider said 1966 it's the Silver Age on screen. Perfect casting and a wonderful blend of insanity and fun with the dash of introspection. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the best description of 1966 Batman that anyone could ever say. Uh, let's see here. Batman, a- or I'm sorry, Street Cold 7650 said Batman 89 will always have a special place in their heart. Uh, Admiral Foxy the Pirate said Batman 66. It's really interesting to see a Batman with the personality of Superman. It would be cool to see that again in modern times with the updated suit. And I think think we got one more the coldest <laughs> exe they said 1943 batman it's only based on how they've never seen it and the costume looks hilarious which is true i don't know if you ever have you ever seen the image of 1943 batman i don't think that i have look it up sometime it is atrocious but i'm sure it's probably like good enough for hollywood but it is the most wonky looking thing Ever. I mean, it literally looks like, you know, someone's grandmother put the costume together.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say to
1: follow up on what
2: someone said about 89, I will rewatching it. And I think, I mean, the dark Knight is, is the standard and is just, it's just an epic movie. Um But I will say, I, and it's been the same way with rewatching some of the original Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. There's like a sadness and nostalgia there where, I mean, there's that one point in the 89 film where, um, and I will say this, the Batman has a, a little bit of a vintage feel to it. So that's kind of cool when you guys see it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, there was ones was like, is it, uh, I think Vicky Vale calls, uh, knocks about something and he's like, well, it make the evening edition and like they're all, you know, I I think there's stuff that like, w- w- you know, I don't know if it's just our age group or whatever that we won't ever see again. Um, and I mm-hmm. the same thing happened with like, and nostalgia from New York too, with with the original Spider-Man movies. Them um, living in these walk-ups and stuff like that, which really isn't what New York is like these days. So I don't know, that was a little bit of like kind of a cool retro thing that um, I, I kind of miss, but Times change and things change, but that um, stuck out to me watching 89. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, man, that was a, you know, the the apparently the movie is very long, but so will this episode <laughs> on the Batman be <laughs> as well. Um, and if you stuck around all the way to the end of it with us, so we really appreciate your patronage. Yes. Um, and your listenership. We we are we're always always uh, grateful for the, the the people that come along this journey with us. We're especially grateful for Michael Rothman who joined us today. Before we let you go Michael, um, we want to say a big thank you first off, but we also yes. want you to give our listeners uh, some somewhere where they can find you online. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I am on TikTok at uh, superhero talk TOK. Um <laughs> Twitter at the real Rolfin. Um, never let that one down. It's never going to get old. Um, and that's about it. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll be on this podcast 24 seven cause we're never going to hang up. So aside from that, that that's
0: where I'll be. Yeah, this conversation will just continue for eternity. Right. Um, and I am actually going to change my Twitter name to the real, to the real Kevin Stolicker Um, not that, not that there are any fake ones, but like, I'm just totally jealous of your vibe. um, Sean, did you want to say anything? And you know how I love to catch you off guard at the end. Well, no. So go ahead and move on. <laughs> Boom. Okay. If Sean if Sean has no more if Sean has no more to add to the conversation, that is going to wrap up another episode of the Caption Life. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to us on, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout out. Tag us in your posts. For more info about us and all of our previous episodes, please visit the Caption Life Com. until next time where's Rachel I'm that man where were the other drugs going Why <laughs> did
2: you say that name <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>